The British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> You can't disturb me. You're disturbing me already. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, there's a man wants to talk to you. Tell him I can't pay him. But you don't know who it is. No matter who it is, I can't pay him. <laughs> I'll tell him to call later. I don't know why. I won't be able to pay him then either. <laughs> Hello? Try phoning again tomorrow. Thank you. Goodbye. Hello, Mr. Ravelli. Goodbye, people. Goodbye? What do you mean, Goodbye. Ravelli, you just got here. Sure, but I gotta leave again. I gotta go back to my brother's wedding. Your brother's wedding? Why, well, I let you off at noon yesterday to go to that wedding. Is he getting married again? Oh, no, boss. The wedding was the last of the night, but the party's still going on. Why, Mr. Ravelli, that must be some wedding party to last two days. Oh, what a party. Everybody's there. And, oh, boy, are they having fun. Everybody kissing the pretty bride. She's a some grapefruit. A grapefruit? <laughs> Don't you mean a peach? No, she's a grapefruit. I squeezed her and she hit me in the eye. In this script, we get the good ones in early. Mr. Ravelli, did you wear a full dress? No, I wear what I always wear. And they let you in? Sure. My brother wouldn't keep me out of his own wedding. Was he wearing full dress? I don't know. I didn't see him. Your brother's wedding and you didn't see him? No, that crazy brother of mine, he never showed up. <laughs> but that no surprised me. Didn't surprise you? Why not? He's married already. <laughs> Miss Temple, see who's at the door. Good morning, folks. And a grand one it is, too. Why, he looks just like a farmer, Mr. Flywheel. Miss Temple, he smells like one, too. <laughs> I just come into the city and... Uh... Well, sit down. Take off your whiskers and stay a while. <laughs> Hey, sir, my name is Flywheel. Flywheel? Ravelli, close the door. This man is an imposter. Yeah, but I tell you, gentlemen, that... Quick, Ravelli, unmask him. Okay, boss. Hey, hey, hey! Hey, say, boss, the joke is on us. Those are real whiskers. They won't come off. Those are real? Come out from behind those bushes, farmer, or I'll shoot. Well, you, well, you scared me when you pulled my whiskers. You, you scared me so I can hardly talk. That's all right, boss. You can hardly talk above a whisker. <laughs> Now, see here. I'm adding a flywheel from Hickory Corners. I come to the city to look up my long-lost nephew. He's a lawyer, so I hear tell. You mean you're adding a flywheel? One of the Joplin, Missouri flywheels? I never heard of that branch of the family. Did you run away to Australia at the age of three and die over there? <laughs> no. I never ran away from any place. Well, were you the flywheel who was thrown into jail for smuggling Chinamen into China in 1891? No, I certainly was not. I was never in jail in all my life. You never was in jail? Hey, boss, he can't be a real flywheel. <laughs> You're wrong, Ravelli. He's passed the test. It's my long-lost Uncle Abner. Get the man a chair, Ravelli. Let him rest his feet. 
Give him some farm relief. That was a topical joke in 1933, folks. <laughs> Worn well, hasn't it? <laughs> so, you're a little Waldorf, huh? Well, well, well. You certainly haven't changed much. Oh, come now, Uncle Abner. I don't look as young as all that. No, I wouldn't say that. But we always did say round home that you were the stupidest child in the family. Ah, so your uncle, all right. He knows you. Listen, Ravelli, he's an uncle on my father's side. And if he's on my father's side, I'll fight on my mother's side. Just the same, you was a cute little brat, Waldorf. I can remember how you was able to walk around before you were a year old. Ah, so nothing. I know a little dog that can walk, and he's only six months old. Yeah, but a dog has twice as many legs. Hey, Waldorf, who's this little fella? I don't like his face. And that's all you don't like about him? <laughs> Waldorf, I'm getting old, and I, and I want someone to carry on the work at the farm after I'm gone. That's a fine. Where are you going? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just trying to find me a beneficiary. Well, we ain't the got one. And if we did have, we wouldn't give it to you. <laughs> I mean someone to leave the farm to. I figured I'm leaving it all to you, Waldorf. Providing you know how to take care of it. Don't worry about me, Uncle Abner. You just lie down and die, and we'll do the rest. <laughs> Remember, Waldorf, before I leave my farm to you, you gotta come out to Hickory Corners and show me you can really run it. I know you city folks. I bet you don't even know a Jersey cow when you see one. That's easy. All you have to do is look at the license plates. <laughs> Excuse me, Porter, does this train go to Hickory Corners? Uh, yes, sir, last stop on the line. It is, is it? Could you miss out a few stops? No, no, sir. Then how about shortening the line? If you want to catch this train, you better get on it now. It's about to leave. Come on, Ravelli, we're just in time. Hey, who you talking to? There ain't nobody with you. You see that pile of luggage? Yeah. You see under that pile of luggage? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Ravelli. <laughs> Dad, that's the last piece of luggage stowed, boss. Well done, Ravelli. Now sit down and roll up your pants. Hey, I know roll up my pants. Don't argue, Ravelli. The conductor's coming, and I've only got a half fare ticket for you. <laughs> I know the idea of that is particularly nauseating, isn't it, folks? <laughs> now roll up your pants, look like a child of eight. You've got to look dumb. Just be yourself. Get your tickets out. Let's see those tickets. How do you do, conductor? Never mind that. I want to punch your tickets. I tell you what, I'll keep the tickets and you can punch Ravelli. <laughs> Come on, give me those tickets. Hey, boss, I think he wants the tickets. Hush, little Emmanuel. Our father will knock you unconscious. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Pop. That's better. Now, uh, here are the tickets, conductor. Hey, what's the half ticket for? That's my little boy, Emmanuel. Kiss the nice conductor, Emmanuel. But first, take the... I did that too soon Yeah I kiss him again later He always kisses first and then tells later <laughs> That's my little boy, Emmanuel Kiss the nice conductor, Emmanuel But first, take the chewing tobacco out of your mouth Say, how old is he? Emmanuel's just eight That's all right, the conductor I just ate and I don't like the food on this train do you mean to say that this great big lummox is only eight years old? He is a repulsive-looking child. <laughs> I'm taking him out now to try and lose him in the country. If that kid's eight years old, I'm Christopher Columbus. Then this is quite a come-down for you. 
From captain of your own ship to conductor on a Pullman. <laughs> Say, you! Pay no attention to the nasty mans, Emmanuel. It's time for your battle. What you ought to give that boy is a few lessons in good behavior. Good behavior? Why, don't you realize it was because of his good behavior that let him out of prison? Prison? I thought you said he were eight years old. Well, I was eight years old, but that was before I went to prison. I thought so. You're going to pay full fare for this guy. You mean to say you expect a full fare for a halfwit? You're darn right. <laughs> it's a good thing you got around trip tickets. I'll just keep the whole lot. And you're lucky I don't throw you both off. Hey, boss, you put me in a fine fix. You take me to Hickory Corners, and then I won't be able to get back. Ravelli, you don't know what a break that is for me. <laughs> well, Ravelli, this is the Hickory Corner station, all right, but I don't see any town. Yeah, boss. I wonder why they built the railroad station so far from the town. I don't know, unless it was because they wanted the station near the railroad. <laughs> Say, I wonder where Uncle Abner lives. I'm getting tired watching you carry those heavy bags. Yeah, that's a fine boss. How about you carrying them? I'm not that tired. Huh? I thought your Uncle Abner was going to meet us at the station. He said he'd meet us. He said he'd meet the 5.15 train on Saturday. And we came on the 5.15. But today ain't a Saturday. It's a Monday. I know, but it wouldn't have hurt him to wait. <laughs> hey, look, there's a guy on that wagon. Maybe he knows where Uncle Flywheel lives. Hey, mister... Oh, mister. Yeah, oh, dear buddy. You wouldn't happen to know where Abner Flywheel lives, would you? Why, sure, I know where that old skinflint lives. Stranger, when you call my Uncle Abner a skinflint, smile. Your uncle. <laughs> I said smile, not laugh. <laughs> well, that uncle of yours is an ordinary cuss. His house is away from here, quite a trip on foot. How much will he charge to take us there? Oh, I reckon 20 cents. How much to take the bags? Oh, they can go free. That's so good. You take the bags and we'll walk. <laughs> oh, smart, Alex. Well, you can walk with your bags. <laughs> Giddy up, Molly. Nice work, Ravelli. That was the nearest thing to a taxi cab this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Now we'll have to walk. Dump the luggage. We'll go as the crow flies. It'll be quicker. Come on, Ravelli. Walk a little faster. Hey, what's your hurry? We're lost. We ain't gonna find the place. In that case, let's run and get it over with. <laughs> Look out, Ravelli. There's a garter snake. No, I don't need it, boss. My socks ain't coming down. <laughs> Come on. We see what's over this fence. Don't you see that sign? It says, keep out. This means you. It means me. How did they know I was coming? I'll give you a leg up, boss. Help you over. Not too hard. No! Here I come, boss. <laughs> I ask you, folks. Two nice Jewish boys and we're surrounded by ham. <laughs> Ravelli! Ravelli, we've jumped into a pigsty. Where are you, Ravelli? Oh, here you are. My mistake. I thought you were Ravelli. No, here I am, boss. How do I know it's you? I made one mistake already. Sure, it's me. Ask me something. I prove it. That sounds fair enough. How much is three and eight? That's easy. Thirty-eight. 
That proves it. You're Ravelli, all right. No pig could be that dumb. Come on, we've got to get out of this pigsty. Hey, look, there's the farmhouse the pigsty must have belonged to. Let's you go and get something to eat. Hey, look at that old apple tree. Bet you they don't get very much apples off of that tree. I bet they don't either. That's a telegraph pole. Hey, that reminds me of a riddle. On second thoughts, it is an apple tree. A couple got married in California. What company was it? A couple got married in California, and it was a company. Sure, it's the Western Union. <laughs> That's just some joke, eh? Uh, don't hold back. That's it. That's it really good. I warn you, he'll do another one. Yeah. I got even a better one. I told you. The same couple gets a divorce in California. What company is that? Go right ahead. I'm not listening. It's a milk company. You want to know why? I don't think so. It's a milk company because the wife was keeping company with a milkman. Lucky for you, I wasn't listening. I'm lucky for the audience. We're at the farmhouse. Hey, boss, look through this window. Look at all those pies. Let's knock at the door and ask the lady of the house for some. You don't know the woman in the house. You can't ask her for pies. Just break through the window and steal a few. Okay, boss. What are you going to do? I'll stand guard outside, and if I hear anybody coming, I'll meet you in the next town. Okay. Here, help me up into the window. Keep very quiet. You don't want to scare the poor woman. All right. I'm in, boss. Boss, boss, there's a dog in here. Hold your ground, Ravelli. His bark is probably worse than his bite. No, it ain't, boss. He just bit me. you want, you hobo? Hey, my uncle used to play one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's coming, folks. Your uncle played what? A hobo, a hobo in the orchestra. Well, get away or I'll sick the dog on you. You're too late, madam. The dog just bit Ravelli. He's probably sick already. <laughs> oh, two of you, huh? What do you want, anyhow? We're hungry. Could you spare a piece of cake? Cake? What's the matter? Isn't bread good enough for you? It usually is, madam, but today happens to be my birthday. All right. Here's a piece of cake. What, no candles? Candles? Dag Nabbit, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves asking for cake. We have to ask. Last time we took some cake without asking, we got arrested. I'm sorry, but I can't offer you anything else. I'm having enough trouble trying to make both ends meet. All right. Make one end meat and the other end vegetables. <laughs> And now if you let us have some of those pies, we'll clean the snow off your sidewalk. Snow? Why, there ain't no snow and there ain't no sidewalk. Is that our fault? <laughs> now, how about dishing out the grub? How's about working for it? Work for our supper? We didn't come west to work. I know, Bosch. We sing for our supper. In that case, I'll do the singing. We'll eat better. <laughs> Mr. Horace Greeley was no fool. I'm sure that you'll agree with me that Greeley was no fool. What he is getting at is that Mr. Greeley was no fool. The wisdom of the man can be denied by one, for he's the one who Before you go to Buffalo, to Baltimore, or Borneo, to Eastern Pennsylvania, or Sudan, go west, young man, 
Stanford off to Trinidad, to Albany, New York, or Yucatan. Go west, young man. In the east, they live on donuts. In the west, the native grown-ups. And I guarantee you'll go nuts if you come. Pretty impressive, huh? Now, uh, what will that get us, my good woman? Get him, doggy. <laughs> Run, Ravelli, that dog's no ear for music. <laughs> hey, Bosh, look. Moo cows. <laughs> they must live around here. Maybe they know where Uncle Abner's place is. Well, you've had worse ideas. Hey, you there. Get away from the cows. I'll shoot you deader than a turkey at Thanksgiving. Bosh, it's your Uncle Abner, and he's got a gun. Uncle Abner? Uncle Abner, don't shoot. Don't shoot. It's Waldorf, your nephew. You can't shoot your nephew. Blood is thicker than water, and Ravel is thicker than both. <laughs> Waldorf? Well, I'll be hornswoggled. That suits me, Uncle Abner. Ravelli, find me a hornswoggle. <laughs> Here we are, Waldorf. There's the farmhouse you're going to inherit if you show me you know a little something about farming. Just leave it to me, Uncle Abner. You won't know this place in a couple of days. Make any improvements you like, Waldorf, but take your time. 
Remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, I wasn't in charge of that job. <laughs> you better look out, Ravelli. I think that cow's following you. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. That cow's going to the barn to get milked. Mm-hmm. You better get down to the barn, too. We go to the barn. Hey, we don't want to get milked. <laughs> Here's the pail, Mr. Ravelli. Now. <clears throat> ah. Let me see what you know about milking a cow. This ought to be good. All right. All right. Here, cow. Here. Here's the stool. Go ahead and sit down. All right. Stand up. See if I can. Come on. Come on. Nice, cow. Come on. Here's your bucket. Fill him up with milk. Try using two hands on that cow. It saves time. Ridiculous, Uncle Abner. That cow's got plenty of time. (laughs) Now, you boys can look over the place while I go in the house and fix us up some supper. Make yourselves to home now. All right. I finish up with a cow. (laughs) Hey, look, Wash. The cow kicked the bucket. That's too... (laughs) Oh, yes, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) That's too bad. I didn't even know she was sick. Come on in there. It ain't locked. Hello there, Abner. Oh, howdy, Squire Higby. Ain't seen you around these parts in quite a spell. Well, been too busy at the bank, Abner, but... I was coming by this way, and I thought I'd see how you're feeling and kind of talk over a little business. Mm, certainly, Squire. I've been figuring to drop over to see you. You know, my mortgage payment's due next week, and... Well, I ain't worried about that. You always was a good payer. Oh, thanks, Squire, but uh, this time I'll be asking a little extension. Think that I ain't got the money, but uh, my nephew, Waldorf Flywheel, been sort of running the farm this last week, and... He's hankering after making some improvements. Well, I'd kind of like to have a talk with this nephew of yours, uh, just to sort of know how the money's going to be spent. Was this your nephew now? No. That's his business associate, Emmanuel Ravelli. Hello, Flywheel's uncle. <laughs> Ravelli, this is Squire Higby. Well, who said it wasn't? <laughs> Mr. Ravelli, as long as you're taking a financial interest in this farm and seeing how I'm a banker, I, I reckon it'd be good business for us to have a little talk. Now, where do you live normally? I live with my brother. Well, where does your brother live? He lives with me. Uh, well, where do you both live? We both live together. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, would you mind telling me what you do? When? Well, when you work, of course. Hey, when I work, I work. I'm a flywheel's assist. Assist? Do you know anything about farming? Sure, I'm a pharmacist. As a some nifty, eh? Whoa. Uncle Abner, Uncle Abner, there's a rat upstairs in my room. My nephew afraid of a little farm wreck? Well, I would have fought back, but he had his friends with him. Waldorf, this... This is Squire Higby. Good. Have him run down to the drugstore for some rat biscuits. <laughs> Squire Higby is here on business. You know he has a mortgage on this farm and... Uh... A mortgage? Why did you keep it from me, Uncle Abner? There I was out in the city, fritting away my time, as only youth can, while your poor bald head was turning gray. 
And this wolf at the door was sitting in your parlor, drinking your poisonous corn liquor and eating your heart out. But don't worry, Uncle. Don't worry. He won't foreclose. Who are these Barrymores, anyway? <laughs> he won't foreclose. Not if I have anything to say. Sir, you have nothing to say. In that case, Uncle, I guess he'll foreclose. Hey, a mortgage foreclosed. That's no good. You need a suitcase for clothes. You thought you were safe this late in the show, didn't you? <laughs> nice work, Ravelli. Now go upstairs and wash your face. I can tell what you ate for breakfast this morning. Wow, you're so smart. What did I eat? Eggs. You still got some on your chin. You crazy. I ate those eggs yesterday. <laughs> now, see here, young flywheel. I've decided to extend the mortgage. But being a businessman, I'd like to know what improvements you plan to make. Well, in the first place, Higby, I'm getting pretty sick of waking early in the morning to get milk from those cows. It would be a lot simpler if we had the milk delivered to the door in bottles, like the city folk have. <laughs> Corn feed walled off. You're talking about milkmen. That's just it. Why can't we sell the cows and buy a milkman instead? Hey, maybe we can get some elephant's milk. I know a baby three months old that drinks elephant's milk and he weighs 95 pounds. A baby three months old weighs 95 pounds? Sure, it's a baby elephant. <laughs> Hey, I fool you that time. Now, looky here, I'm a busy man. Now, just what improvements do you plan to make on this farm? Improvements? Well, first, I, I think we'll get rid of Uncle Abner. What? Of course, we won't throw the old idiot out unless we can do it without hurting his feelings. Well, you'd like to get rid of me, huh? Well, you'd have to get up pretty early in the morning to fool your Uncle Abner. Is nine o'clock early enough? Now, see here, you fellas, just what's your game? My game's pinochle, but I gotta use my own cards. Abner, if this is your idea of improvements, we can't do any business together. Unless the payment is made by Wednesday, I'm gonna foreclose. Never fear, Squire. I, I can see I was wrong about letting my nephew handle the money. The mortgage payment will be made. Hold off. Where's that $2,000 I gave you? That 2000 Well, you told me you wanted a new chicken coop. 2000 for a chicken coop? You said you could buy a first-class coop for 300 The dealer didn't have a coop, so I got a sedan instead. <laughs> Admiral, I'm leaving, and unless the mortgage payment is made, I will foreclose. Just a moment there. Squire Higby, if you have any of the milk of human kindness, I'll take a quart. <laughs> Poor Uncle Ab is sorry for what he did. Look at him, sitting there conscience-stricken. That's what I always say, boss. Don't conscience-stricken before they're hatched. <laughs> Abner, I am through with this nonsense. Now, you know very well that I have often put myself out for you. Well, why don't you put yourself out now? <laughs> On second thoughts, don't bother. We can throw you out. Sure, boss. I kick him out of the house. Why wait till he's out of the house? You can start kicking him now. That's the finish. I'm going. Good day to you, sir. Squire. Squire. Don't concern it. You scoundrels are more trouble than the orneriest mule I ever owned. You've driven him away. Good. Now we can have a little chat about these farm improvements I mentioned. Oh, get out of my house, both of you. What? You think we're the type of fellows that would run out on you when you need us most? Very well. And maybe this shotgun will get your ass. Hey, look out. Put that gun down. Ravelli, step back. Don't fight with Uncle Abner while he's got a gun in his hand. Get your gold-flinged oh. hand off my gun or... Oh. Oh, put my gun down. You, you broke on the window. Come on, boss. I think he's mad at us. Goodbye, Uncle. Get out! Hey, boss. It's a lucky thing you kept enough of Uncle Abner's money to buy us train tickets back to New York 
after Squire Higby take away that car you bought. All we got to do now is sit back and relax. Well, almost, but that money didn't go as far as I thought it would. Hey, what do you say? We ain't going back to New York? Yes, but there's one little thing I want you to do for me. Yes, boss? Start sucking this lollipop. Here comes the conductor again. (laughs) You have been listening to Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf T. Flywheel and Frank Lazarus as Tickle Marx as Emmanuel Rebelli. Also starring Lorelei King, Graham Holtby, and Vincent Marzello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Perman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheetman and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Kirk Mann. That episode won the Gold Award at this year's New York International Radio Festival.